Hey guys, John here. I just want to talk about something for a minute. We actually have a Patreon up right now in full swing, and that is our $5 a month plan. It's called Movie Lovers Classics. It covers bonus episodes, reviewing classic movies like you're about to listen to right now with the uh, little Caesar review that we just did, early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, shoutouts on the main uh, feed, early access to episodes, and then we also have all-access documentary series review, which is $10 a month. And that includes bonus episodes, Eli Roth's History of Horror, early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, free digital movies, shout-outs on the main feed as well. And then that also includes our classic uh, movie reviews as well. And then our $20 a month plan is our VIP movie lover. And that also includes bonus episodes, classic movie reviews, interviews with independent actors, actresses, directors, and comic book writers, and it also includes movie lovers documentaries and early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, free digital movies, and shoutouts on the main feed as well. Go ahead, subscribe to the Patreon. We hope that we'll see you there, and always until next time, guys, bye-bye. unmute and we are live hello movie lovers and welcome to the show for tonight's podcast i actually have rossi mccree with me and we're gonna be talking about the 1989 film uh Amer coming to america starring a murphy a city hall this also has an all-star cast in it if you actually think about it and that is the fact that samuel L. jackson's in this movie we have cubic gooding jr in this movie this movie is just stacked with eight a lot of actors that we actually know that are famous today and what else do you have to say about that though rossi um also we want to remember that we have james earl jones in the movie who plays king joffy and he's from um everyone knows him as simba's dad and the lion king um we have uh, vanessa bell calloway who plays uh, imani easy who is uh the wife that's supposed to marry eddie murphy in the beginning and uh, who else? Who else? I think that's uh oh, and Eric LaSalle, who plays um, the Soul Glow um, son, Daryl Jinks. So just some extras there for you. Okay. But yeah, what I love about this is like the very beginning of the film where you actually open up to where Akeem <laughs> is getting ready to start his day. And it doesn't, yeah. he doesn't start his day like we do. His day right. is just preparation for himself. Like right. he has his own servants uh, that's getting him ready and everything to start his day. For instance, my favorite scene is when he's getting ready to go to the bathroom and he looks at his butler. And he goes, for once, I wish that I could, can I go to the bathroom by myself? And the, and he's like, no, that's not going to happen. Then right. they wind up helping him gargle and everything to brush his teeth. And right. then next thing you know it, he's sitting at this long table with James Earl Jones. And he goes, what is troubling you, my son? And that's when, of course, uh, we wind up having Eddie Murphy talking into the box. He winds up saying, well, let me just talk to you. And he <laughs> just rose, <laughs> rose barrels. <laughs> because it's his 21st birthday that day. Right, right. So they're Which I thought was hilarious. Oh, absolutely hilarious. I, the, the gargle scene, when they gargle him, I thought that was funny. But because all the scenes that they have set up, you know, 
their, you know, their funny scenes, the long table where they have, you know, speaker phones to, to talk to each other. I thought that was funny. And when he's like, like you said, let me talk to you, you know, and get up and go over and talk to his dad because on his 21st birthday, he's, he's, um, they have a prearranged uh, marriage for him. So they already picked out the girl that he's going to marry and all that. And Eddie Murphy, who plays Hakim, he doesn't want to have an arranged marriage. He actually wants to be able to do things for himself and find someone that um, he loves. So right. you can take it from um, when the all the celebration starts and <laughs> we, we get Is ready to who he's going to marry. I have a quick question. Is that because I had the face app that one time and I was like, Keem, that's why I'm taking that part? Oh my gosh, <laughs> that was hilarious. Dude. But, <laughs> I but yeah, um, I'm addicted to it. I, but, I, 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 I live for your, your face apps, yes. I'm glad you like them. <laughs> so this is what I liked about this though, right? You have a city of hall, you have James Earl Jones, in this right. scene and everything. And it just works out perfect. For instance, you have this big old huge banquet where yeah. oh, Missy Joe's here. She wants to say hello to you. Hi, Missy Joe. Tara's here too. Hello. Hey, Tara. Tara. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, what I liked about this was he, you can definitely tell he was not comfortable being there. You can yeah. definitely tell that he'd rather be somewhere else than there. Because right. even his facial expression showed he was great. Not what I wanted to do for my 21st birthday. Yeah. You know, but then the girl comes in and he goes, can I talk to you for a minute? So he winds up talking to her. And so he's just trying to get to know her. He goes, okay, yes. what kind of music do you like? Whatever music you like. <laughs> what kind right. of food do you like? Whatever music, whatever, whatever you like. You like. <laughs> I'm like. I actually dated someone once, right? Where there's like, I was like trying to get to know them. Yeah. And I was like, so what kind of music do you like? I don't know. I'm like, uh, okay. So yeah. I'm Akeem. So I actually felt how Akeem <laughs> felt. Yeah. It's like, what kind of food do you like? Whatever you like. I don't. And, and then the, um, the, the barking scene, you got to call. Yeah. Well, okay. Before we even go yeah. further, can I just bring up something really quick? Yeah. The scene before he meets the 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 new wife supposed wife that he's supposed to marry remember when her parents or her dad's there and he's like you know we want you to meet your new wife and this big lady comes up and she comes forward and he and Arsenio Hall have that look like and then come to find out that was just her mom and then you see you know uh, Imani who's played right. by Vanessa Bell Calloway come in and as they're back there, like you said, he's trying to get to know her. What do you like? Anything you like? Remember, he's like, well, so you'll do anything that I tell you to do. And she's like, yes. And he's like, bark like a dog. And I love that. <laughs> <laughs> <And then laughs> the goes, little bark okay. that she does. <laughs> the barking is hilarious. And then also too, when he tells her to leave, she's barking as she's leaving. And, 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 and jumping on one leg, yes. Right, because he told them to jump on one leg. So she jumped yes. on one leg. Right. And so as she's leaving, uh, uh, um, Simi, he goes, so you do not like her? He goes, <laughs> he goes, he goes, no. He goes, I do not like her because 
I I want someone that's gonna love me for me, not who I for who I am. I want to get to know her. Not even and another thing that Simi also says, asks him is like he says this to him. He goes, "So, uh, this woman will actually arouse you sexually. You don't want that." He goes, "I don't want just that. I want to be, uh, I want to actually have a conversation rather right. than being geared towards that, which I right. thought was really." admirable of a king's character in the way he is. Because and the way really he looked at women. That. Right. He looked at looked with them with such beauty and yes. respect, which right. is something I admired. And yeah. then I also like I know that I'm going back to the dinner the scene in the dinner and everything. But, uh, yeah. at the um at the dinner table and breakfast. Yeah. But there was that one scene where I, I had a laugh about it, I have to talk about is when he goes, I'm, for once, I wish I could take care of myself. I wish I could bathe. Well, I like that. I like bathe. I like kind of the bathing. The royal penis. I like well, that. Yeah. The royal penis, which was, I, I thought was hilarious. Also, but, I thought what I thought was funny was remember his, um the, the guy that is kind of, I don't know what you'd call him. The bigger guy that end up singing, he announces everything. He's the one that makes all the announcements. And so oh, yeah. he's getting ready to announce the, 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 you know, the future father-in-law, mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. And you think he's getting ready to talk, but he ends up singing that song. Mm-hmm. I, I just found that absolutely hilarious. <laughs> Cause I was looking at the actors behind him cause I'm dying. And I just wanted to see if any of them would break character because that part to me, was just hilarious because he just started singing and he sang that full song. And then remember, he just stops and just. <laughs> He's all serious. I love that part. I love that part. I love it. That part's hilarious <laughs> though too. And then of course, I like the uh, whole entire sparring between him and Simi. Uh, Simi. Uh, yes. Akeem and Simi. And then yes. finally he goes, so where are we going to go that uh, you can f- find your uh, woman? He goes, America. So he winds up going to Queens because he thinks that he can right. find someone in Queens, which is like the in, roughest neighborhood you can go to in New York. Right. Because he thinks <laughs> he can find a queen in Queens. Queens. And so right. they get there and, oh gosh, the scene where, remember they get robbed and mm-hmm. they're walking down a street and everyone in the homeless people are wearing the African garb the the people everyone in the neighborhood had taken their stuff and was wearing the african garb and the guy that opens up the jacket and had all his jewelry and everything i thought that was funny because when i first saw the movie you know it just you didn't you didn't really think about it and now looking back when i watched it today i just died it was absolutely funny and that's when they go into the barbershop and you get to meet the rest of the characters that eddie murphy and arsenio hall plays which i love those guys I love those guys. They felt so real, to be honest with yes. you. You would actually have those kind of debates in a barbershop with yeah. uh, Cassius Clay, who's at, turned Muhammad Ali. Who right. would, uh, in fact, this was actually when uh, Mike Tyson was starting to get big in the 80s. Okay. So okay. Too, because remember, they were having a debate. Who would win? Yes. Muhammad exactly. Ali or Mike Tyson? Right. So, you know, we, w- we have those debates all the time. And everything too. So it just felt so real to have that yeah. kind of talk talk inside the yeah. barbershop. And then of course when A. Murphy comes in, uh, Akeem, 
They're looking at him. Goes, and the guy is feeling on him. Goes, is that velvet? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. And I, I love every time that he goes into the barber shop. The Eddie Murphy's the the barber, his main character that he plays. He always has a name for Hakeem. So what Hakeem had went in there one day, and he's like, "Kuta Kente," you know, and <laughs> I died because I loved every time he'd go in there, there was a new name for him. And right. the way that they address him and all the, like you said, all the old guys in there, it seems so real because they seem like real people. The Jewish guy that was Saul that Eddie Murphy plays. Right. And you really have to look hard at him because you don't really see Eddie Murphy in him. No, you don't. You really don't. That's yeah. just how well yeah. the makeup was. Yes, and, right. You know, it actually felt like he was white, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I remember looking at him. I'm trying to find Eddie Murphy because you can see him in the other characters, but you don't see him in Saul. And I love that because he had the voice down and and Eddie Murphy's the king of, you know, voices and disguises and all that. But I love the the barbershop scene. Yes. All of them. Same. And you know what else I like, though? Remember whenever he goes in there, gets his ponytail cut off, though, and he goes (laughs) and then he just and the barber's just like. Throws it out <laughs> and he goes, okay, five dollars. And he's, he even felt sorry for his own self that he had to cut that off, right? Because Eddie too. Murphy, Hakim, goes in there because before this, there's billboards and commercials that you see throughout the film about some exactly. product called Soul Glow, which is the oil spray for your Jerry Curl. And so he right. thought that was popular. That's how you get women because the 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 guy who Louis Anderson plays Maurice, lets him know you have to look like that and be rich to get a girl like the girl that he wants. So he goes into the barbershop because he says he wants the soul glow. And the, right. you know, Eddie Murphy's character is like, you don't want that. Nobody wants that. You know, you look good with your natural hair. And then cuts off the ponytail. And yeah. Right. Yeah. And then he goes, look, look at my hair. Look at my, look at That's- the way my hair is. I don't need none of that. Because <laughs> <laughs> all natural right here. That's and right. then. Oh, oh, okay. We're in the wrong studio. Um, sorry about that, Zach. WandaVision is tomorrow night. We're just in the wrong studio. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, but anyways, um, back to what we were saying. Yes. Another thing that I thought was really funny was the fact that, you know, there was actually the scene where he meets the landlord. Yes. And he goes... Yeah, I have um, I have someone right here. As a matter of fact, I have a shithole of, a, uh, of an apartment, to be honest with you. You can <laughs> go upstairs. And uh, he goes, yeah, that's the one we want. And it has shock uh, and everything uh, on, written on the bottom and everything. And the dog, right. he goes, there was also a dog that died inside that same apartment as right. well. I thought that was really funny. The homeless and then, guy that, that rolled down the stairs and just... Right. lands there at the bottom and they step over him to go up the stairs. That's how horrible this apartment is. Yes. Right. I just thought that was hilarious to be honest with you okay. because he's like, yeah, I just want a girl to fall in love with me and for who I am. So what, what he does is he gets the real shithole of an apartment and everything. Yes. And the landlord goes, it's a real shithole. And he's over there taking off the uh, yellow tape that was marked off from the cops yes, and everything. Right. This is like a condemned apartment that's probably still being <laughs> investigated by CSI for all we know. Right, right. And then 
I like when he goes out to the balcony, when Al King goes up to the balcony and goes, Good morning, my neighbors. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 You too. <laughs> now they have the apartment. And so they want to go meet the girl of his dreams. So they go to the nightclub, the famous nightclub scene where they walk in there and they sit at this booth and they go through a number of women to get to know them. And every single woman that they meet has something wrong with them. You got the lady that, um, which I really loved is the lady that had the lighter <laughs> underneath their palm yeah. and says that, oh. uh, I used to be Joan of Arc in my former life. Um, the, the Arsenio Hall plays the ugly lady and uh, that's eaten on the, the cherry and yeah. is, you know, coming on to Eddie Murphy strong and then looks over at Arsenio Hall and goes, and I'll take your friend too. And Arsenio Hall spits out his drink. I love that scene because I love the different women that they had and how all screwed up they were. And for him to basically go and find a woman and obviously he's not going to find her there. But I love the club scene. Me too. The club scene is hilarious and also goes to show you how hard it is to actually find a woman in right. New York right. or anywhere. The dating scene is just horrible anyways, yeah. in a sense. And it just shows you how bad the dating scene actually is in New York. Right. right. And then my favorite thing is they meet the uh, <laughs> the barbershop guy again. He goes, hey, cool yeah. can think. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, what are you two doing? He goes, oh, um, just trying to meet a girl and everything. Well, you haven't been to the right places. Well, we've been to every bar in New York. Because yeah, but you can't meet no one in no bar. You gotta go to church. That's right. So, That's right. I love that. Because I love the Lord. Yeah, that was <laughs> <laughs> that was um Reverend Brown when you go yeah, into Reverend the church. Brown. And I love that scene. He comes out, Arsenio Hall plays him, and you have to admit, he did a great job at that yeah. as that character because I know I've met that person in churches before that I've mm -hmm. gone to the Baptist church I've gone to. I've met him before, met some of those people before. So those are real characters. But tell him what happens when he introduced Randy Watson. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sexual chocolate. Sexual chocolate. That's right. Now, I'm going to introduce you to somebody that is very popular. <laughs> it's going to be sexual chocolate. And so... <laughs> and then, <laughs> sexual chocolate just gets on stage. Oh my it's god! Like, the best way to describe sexual chocolate is to describe <laughs> uh, Rick Graham. Uh, what was his name? Uh, um, Rick James. Rick James is the perfect there you go. person. Yes, there. yes, there you go. To yeah. Describe his character as Rick James. Right, right. But <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, of course you have the Jerry Curl guy that's there yes. with. <laughs> Right. Too, that, and I like how A. Murphy just goes on hand, gets a pile of money like it's nothing, and just comes into the offering plate because he's so amused with the girl that he's falling in love with. He goes, That's right. That's right. Because <laughs> he sees her, who's Lisa McDowell, who's the owner of McDowell's. And before that, the guys, Hakim and Simi, had to go yeah. and get a regular job. So they end up going to McDowell's, which is basically like a McDonald's. And um, they meet what? Lisa's father, had me crying, laughing. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> but he doesn't have a sesame seed, Brian. That, that's the only difference. And it has, yeah, that's the only goes, difference. 
<laughs> and then he goes, I have the golden M. They have the golden uh, arches. Arch, Pretty much he's right. like the Dollar General of fast food, basically. Yes, absolutely. And he's proud of it. You know, he's made a lot of money off of it. Um, um, and that's where Lisa works. She does the bookkeeping, who Eddie Murphy, you know, that's his love interest, who he ends up, you know, wanting to be with. Um, but she dates this jerky guy named what Daryl Jinx, who Darryl. is the son of the the creator of Soul Glow. And I hate that character. He's such an Nathan, ass. He definitely yeah. is. Yes. And, and then especially when he when the offering plate goes in, he's over there just passing the offering plate. So he was greedy <laughs> with his money That's and everything. Right. It just goes to show you that someone who has money is greedy, but some, but also too, it shows some type of lightheartedness with Eddie Murphy, who's just freely giving. Yeah, a lot thing. of money. Yeah, and a matter of fact, Daryl gets credit from Lisa because Lisa right. thinks that Daryl was the one who put it in the offering plate. Because yeah, I did whatever I could to help. I'm like, yeah, he's, uh, yeah, you know, I just, you know, just want to help, and I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. Or the scene where, because um, he remember he meets he meets Hakim and 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 Simi, and remember the jokes he made about him, you know, about I bet you ran with you know lions in Africa, I bet you you know whatever, just belittling them. And right. when he comes to pick up, you know, Lisa in a sports car, and you know Simi and Hakim are are outside washing the windows of, of at McDowell's. Remember when he uh, tosses the milkshake at him and like, here, can you throw us away from me? for me and tosses it and it goes all up in Eddie Murphy's face and all, but you pretty much get to know what type of guy that is at that point. Definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. And yeah. another thing too, that I want to mention though, too, that I thought that was really funny was when McDowell is over there showing Akeem what they do on day-to-day -day basis as yeah. far as cleaning oh, up the yeah. kitchen. And Akeem goes, do you know what I'm up? Yes. I know how to mop. And he goes on ahead and, <laughs> And he's over there. He's not even doing it right. He still has the mop right. in the bucket. He goes, and he's just pushing it around, yeah. just being happy. And, right. And he's like, okay, this guy does not have it all upstairs. McDonald's yeah, he thinks he's on drugs or something. Right. And then yeah. uh, my favorite other part is when Lisa's in the office and I came over there mopping and he's just smiling yeah. at her. He goes, right. Can I take off the trash? And. <laughs> And she turns around. She goes, "No, my trash is good." Okay, when you think of trash, think of a king. Right, that's right. <laughs> and he realizes what he says. And I'm, I remember at that point, I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" But he realizes what he says, and she kind of looks at him like, "Who the hell is this guy?" You know. But right. in a way, he's kind of cute, you know, because she, what guy in New York acts like that and does that, right. you know what I mean? So I, I did see when she looks at him, kind of had that, hmm, you know, curious about right. him at that point. Yes. Most definitely. And that's something that I really have to admire about Akeem, though. He's just really humble. Whatever yeah. he does, he does it with a smile on his face right. and everything. He doesn't care. I also love, uh, what's, what's the other comedian's name? The one that had the milkshake in his hand? Um, uh, uh, oh gosh, the guy that threw it at him? No, 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 okay, you know, um, when he goes, and that's where the big bucks come in. Oh, Louis where, Anderson, who yeah, plays Louis Maurice, Anderson? yes. 
Yeah, right. I felt bad for his character because of the fact that every <laughs> single time he had a milkshake in his hand and get trying to give it to a customer, something would always happen. McDowell comes in, knocks the milkshake out of his uh, right hand, and he just bills it, and he has to make another milkshake. And then right. Daryl comes in, he take and McDowell takes the milkshake away from Louie again, <laughs> puts right. gives it to Daryl. I just felt it was bad a little thing, you know, because. Right. His, Louis Anderson's part was so funny because his facial expressions was just always depressed because he, right. remember, he knows who, how these people are. He knows how, you mm-hmm. know, soul glow is and whatnot. But yeah, that was funny. The, the milkshake scenes. Absolutely. The little things that they did to make you laugh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then also too, um, did you know, fun fact, did you know that they cast Louis because of the fact that back in those days you couldn't have like an all black or white cast if you, or anything like that either. So no. basically they casted him because of the fact he was funny and everything. So they put him okay. in, the, in this so the way it went in, uh, so the way can, they could have at least one white actor in the movie. So well, I didn't funny. know that, but they yeah. picked the right one because I mean, uh, Louie Anderson is absolutely just hilarious. Um, I, he, side note, remember he had a cartoon um, that used yep. to come on Saturday mornings called Louie and it was absolutely the funniest cartoon ever. You guys have to go back and look at that. Really funny. And it was on for a while. Yeah. I remember watching that as a kid in the 90s. Yeah. I watched it. Um, but another thing, though, too, is I like whenever he goes, yeah, I'm pretty soon is the manager's position. <laughs> and you right. know what that means? That's, That's when right. the big bucks start rolling. <laughs> That's right. I love that scene. He's so excited about that. Um, and, and it goes back to, like, how Hakim is, how he views Americans and how he's just happy to be. He's happy to be in Queens. He's happy to be regular and not be known as the prince, you know? And this takes us to when Lisa uh, decides to ask him if he's dating anyone. And he's like, no. And she's like, you should come to a game with me and Daryl. And so he ends up going with Lisa's sister, Patrice who Patrice is really into Hakim. And remember they go to the game and it's yep. really funny because Eddie Mer- Hakim doesn't know he's jumping up and, and, and saying hooray at the wrong times. You know, <laughs> I thought that was really funny. And Daryl, you know, being asked that he is looking over and making jokes about him and, and all that. But I love the scene when Patrice puts her hands underneath, his, <laughs> underneath his jacket. <laughs> oh yeah. Up. Because remember, he goes, you're probably like, sucker. And Daryl makes a smart ass comment because, yeah, soccer is probably the only sport you play over in Africa. I'm right. Like, I said, I wish that I came with just going ahead and deck him <laughs> just one exactly. good time. Knowing that we know that Hakim can fight and all that, you know, you just you want him to like to break it off on Daryl all the time, you know. But he keeps Definitely. his composure just because I mean he he knows that he has more than Daryl could ever even imagine. So he kind of just doesn't sweat him. But right. you know, he was he was rude at times. But the sister and 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 messing with them at the game and Hakim jumps up because she's fiddling with them. And I love that scene. Yeah, I love that scene as well. And also, too, I want to mention this that I thought because here's the thing. 
I believe that Akeem was taught not to take someone down unless it's in self-defense. And that's right. the only time that he would actually strike somebody is in self-defense. So him yeah. uh, um, with Daryl, I think that was just him holding his composure, keeping everything in. Yeah. He, I think Akeem knows that he's being made fun of. Okay. I think he okay. really does. In a okay. sense, because not wary, uh, I think he's just not conscientious and well you know what i'm saying he doesn't yeah, know that um what he, what's coming out of his mouth is right you know what i'm saying doesn't realize I what he's saying until like later on so i'm thinking he knows that daryl's an asshole okay i can I'm see, thinking that. He does. I can see that and he's also not the scene, go ahead i think he knows he's an asshole but he's at the same time he's like you know what i have to tolerate this and let it go so the way i don't look go down to on his level Right. I can see that. I can see that. Um, also, the the really big scene when he goes to the bathrooms and he's in line. I, I think, yeah, he's in line. And remember, one of the guys who's selling um, the, the hot dogs and whatnot walks right. by him and drops everything because he, too, is from Africa and knows that Hakim is a prince and he drops down to his knees everyone's in the in the uh, in the um line wondering what the hell's going on and he's like prince oh my gosh and oh my gosh and all this stuff and hakim's trying to you know get up you know trying to play it easy right. because he doesn't want anyone to know that he's a prince oh. and so by the time lisa and daryl come you know towards the bathroom area um hakim and a guy the guy's like can you please take a picture with me please and so they end up taking a picture. Lisa and Daryl's looking at him like, what did you guys do in the bathroom? You know, you're, you're so memorable. Yeah. I love that scene because he almost got got basically. Right. But also, too, he goes, who is that guy? Well, it's just a guy I met in the bathroom. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm like, right. That yeah, so it wrong, was hilarious. Like, it was hilarious. And then also, too, remember when, okay, so at that time, the next day, that's when we actually have Samuel Jackson robbing McDowell. Right. Yes. Yes. And, <laughs> just, and I like how, you know, he's he's telling everybody, he says, freeze, motherfucker, one more time and everything. I'm going to go in and blast everybody's face off. And then here's Akeem unscrewing the mop handle slowly, unscrewing it. And then right. uh, City Hall is over there. Uh, Simi is over there just watching him. And all of a sudden he goes, Sir, I'm gonna have to tell you to refrain from violence. You should not do this. Right. Just, Fuck you. Just, sir, I promise you need to go ahead and relax. You should not use that language in front of others. And next thing you know, it, he said, "Fuck off." And the next thing you know, it, he winds up. That's using right. The, yes. uh, using the uh, mop on uh, right. the mop handle on Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson yeah. comes. Uh, falls on the floor. Then we have Simi. He winds up uh, taking the shotgun and he goes, "Freeze your uh, rhino rhinoceros uh, snot vermin or whatever right. he called." Them. Right. And that that just made me laugh. And then of course McDowell gets gets a hang of whatever what happened yeah. and invites them over to his house. But Akeem thinks that he's there. He's going over there to sit down to hang out. Yeah. Right, not work. Yeah. Being heroes since they took down Samuel Jackson. 
Yeah. Instead, they're valet hoppers. And and wine pours. Yeah. Well, yeah. Akeem got the wine pour job, and then we right. have Simi who winds up having the valet party. Yes. <laughs> and I, I thought, you know, when I first saw it, I remember thinking, oh, okay, cool, you know, because remember before this, uh, I think the scene before that, the 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 guy at the barbershop was um telling him, you know, if you want to get the girl, you got to, you know, get to be friends with her dad and all that. So after he does this, you know, and, and, you know, takes down Samuel L. Jackson um, and he's invited to, you know, Cle I think his name's Cleo's house. He thinks he's going as a guest and I'm thinking, oh, he's in, he's going as a guest. And then when they show up, that's when they realize, oh, you know, you're doing valet. He invites Hakim in. So I'm thinking, okay, so he's, he's going to hang out with Hakim. And then he's like, the wine bar is over there and you're going to pour the wine and, and all that stuff. But right. during that party, he has a chance to, isn't that the time where he, he has a chance to talk to Lisa, yeah, Lisa because come to find out it was an engagement party that Lisa right. did not know about. Right. As a matter of fact, it was a thing between Daryl and McDowell. Exactly. And everything, a conversation between them two in secret. Right. And McDowell gave him the okay to do it without Lisa knowing. And of yes. course, McDowell is only looking at like the big thing here, where yes. basically it's money. And right. and remember, whenever he's showing uh, Simi and also uh, <laughs> came around in his house, he goes, one day in three or five years, you'll have a place just like this. Right. I'm like... I was thinking to myself, right. please, he has right. a mansion. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Your little house don't mean nothing like God's to him. And, and, and like you said about Hakim, like, obviously he knows that these are low blows and whatnot because he holds it together. He doesn't say anything. And I'm thinking, wait till you find out who he is. You know, this, this little hubble that you live in, this home that you live in is nothing. So it, it doesn't impress him, you know. But I get it. And he you get to meet uh, Daryl's the, the famous scene where you meet Daryl's mom, dad and grandma. And they're all sitting on the couch and they all have yeah. the soul glow. And he invites them up and they each leave freaking the hair grease stains, the spray yeah. stain in the couch. And I, I just found that scene so funny. I absolutely it found it hilarious. Show you. It goes, just goes to show you how greasy and also how disgusting right. that product actually is and yeah. how cheap it is. Because when you it's see like, the commercial, you see the guy and the girl in commercial. Remember, they made it a point to have it dripping so that you know that this is like a really nasty product, but it's really huge. Right. I love that too, the, 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 the guy and girl that does the Soul Glow commercials that you will right. see throughout the film. To let you know right. how big of a product this is and how rich Daryl, you know, his family is. Right. They're very well established, but it's just one of yeah. those things in the 80s, though. We all know that it's going to be one of those big phases that just phases out after time yes. and they're going to go bankrupt. Right. So it's yeah. not going to be yeah. like a forever product like they think it is. Yes. So. Right. <laughs> right. But yeah, but, the, the, the plugs and, and the, the billboards and Soul Glow, love it. Love that they right. came up with them. Me too. And then I like the conversation when Akeem gets the champagne, when she gets pissed off at Daryl and yeah. her father. 
She storms right. out. I like how Akeem gets a ch- the, gets the wine bottle. Yeah, and he goes over there to make sure she's okay, and then, you know, he they wind up talking. I like the conversation that they have back and forth with each other and getting yeah. to know each other as equals finally without yeah. any distractions from McDowell or yeah. from Daryl or Lisa, right. or Lisa's sister. So yes. I liked it when she goes, so what do you think of Lisa? Because ah, I'm not, not Lisa, but the sister. What do you think of yeah, my sister? Because I like her, but I like you. Right. <laughs> Right. And I that, and remember, you know, when when he goes out there and she's sitting on a swing and he goes out there, he sits next to her and, and on a swing. And remember, he's kind of sitting like this, you know, straight up. And she's like, you know, could you just relax? And he goes, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah, kind of hunches over and relaxes. But, yeah, that scene was really good because that's when she realized or became interested because she saw another side to Hakim and got to see that he's a sweetheart. And that's the point where they end up going out on a date. I think they decided right. to go out to a museum. Right. And at that point too, this is another thing that happened though too, I think was, uh, let me think. Remember when Daryl and uh, McDowell's trying to make up with him and goes, look, man, why don't you come over to my house I'm sure that Lisa will forgive you yes. and everything will be fine. You can come over. Right. So right. at that point, no, no, no. The very first date that they went on was, remember, they went and ate somewhere. That's right. They were going to cook at his apartment. Okay. And, and and she was like, we can cook at my apartment. He's like, no, we'll do my apartment. She decides to get the groceries. They go to his apartment and... um. And he brings her there because he wants to see if she really will like him, right? Because his apartment's shitty. But he opens the door to the apartment and sees there is a a jacuzzi inside, like (laughs) semi-went and redecorated. The apartment is beautiful and it has everything new in there. So he's kind of shuts the door and she's like, what? You know, and he's like, just a minute. And she's like, oh, I'm not ashamed of your apartment. You know, you don't have to be ashamed. And he's like, no, just wait here. Goes inside, gets on Simi, takes the money, all of Simi's money, because he sees that he's going to be a problem and goes back outside and tells her, you know, she's like, what? And he's like, we can't go in there. Why? There's a rat, a big, 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 big (laughs) rat on the inside. And she's like, would you just like to go to dinner? And he's like, yeah. So they get ready to go walk to dinner on the way to dinner you get the special appearance from the bums. Right. And uh, what's the two characters' name again? So that way I can... Mortimer and Randolph. Yeah, the two people from Trading Places. As a matter of fact, if you notice in the uh, background... Ralph Bellamy and Don Amici. Okay, okay. If you notice, though... Okay, you noticed how the theme song was basically... The score was basically focused on primarily on Akeem in this movie. You yes. know that was the yeah. thing. Okay. So once he hands him the money, it yes. turns into a Trading Places theme song. Honestly, dude, I thought I thought the theme song, I knew I heard it before, but I thought it was some, from some movie that that um James Earl what um what James Earl Jones played in the 70s called mm-hmm. Claudine. It sounded like it was okay. part of that, but it was from Trading Places, huh? 
Right. Because okay. here's the thing. I would actually understand if they did it with James Earl Jones, if James yeah. Earl Jones was in that scene and they put it yeah. out towards that. Yeah. But it was two characters who got kicked out of the st- stock market because of uh, the characters that Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd right. played. So now they're living yeah. out on the streets. So yes. having that theme song in there is actually fitting because of who they are. And that actually describes right. their character from that movie, if you've seen it. So it was actually a shared universe before a shared universe was actually popular. It was actually cool. And see, I didn't, I didn't know that that was the theme song. Um, but now that you say that, because I haven't seen that movie like forever, but I do know those characters. So when they, you know, you know, put their heads out of the the box that they were living in, and he gave them the money that was in the the McDowell bag. And uh, Mortimer, you know, was like, we're back. We're back. And so y- you realize if you've seen Trading Places, that's who they are. And then you see them again when Lisa and Hakeem are having dinner. And they go by the window and they see them having dinner. And they're like, thank you. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And, you know, Lisa kind of looks at, you know, Hakeem and it's like, you know, Gosh, what did you do? And he's like, oh, just gave him a little bit of whatever. But <laughs> yeah, I, I love that money. they put him in there in the in the film. The Me shared too. universe, like you said. Right. And then at that point, Lisa and Ham wind up dancing. Right. And then I love when he's singing on top of his lungs because he had, he had a good time. <laughs> to be loved. <laughs> to be loved. To be loved, to be loved, these right. And then next thing you know, it, um, he goes, Shut the fuck up, right? <laughs> right, the neighborhood, be quiet. He's so happy because he got to know Lisa, she didn't care about where he lived. So, hence, there's my wife, right. you know, the woman right. that he was looking for in Queens. So, where are we next in the story? Um, the, the museum okay. where. There's pictures yep. of him in the museum. Right. And that was actually when uh, McDowell um, and him, and McDowell and Daryl have that conversation. Yes. Also, too, we also right. have another thing that happens with Simi uh, and Akeem the next morning before that, where they get the landlord to move into their apartment. That's right. My favorite thing that Akeem says, so is your apartment a uh, shithole, too? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, it's a real shithole. It's really bad. So yeah, they moved to that apartment because obviously can't can't live in the apartment that Simi, you know, redecorated. And the owner of the apartment complex or the apartment building is absolutely pleased and happy with what they've done with the apartment. Right. But remember, before that though, Patrice comes over looking oh, for yeah. him. And right. Simi's there and she walks in, sees the jacuzzi in the middle of the living room. And she's like, what are you guys doing? You don't make right. enough money at McDowell's to afford this. <laughs> and so you find out that Simi tells her he's the prince right. and Hakeem is his help. Servant. Right. His servant. Yeah. It's the way, his the servant. Way he Sorry. His servant. No, yeah. it's okay. But, and then... She starts making out with him, and also too. Right. Remember, before that too, as well, Simi actually asked for five hundred thousand dollars. 
That's right. Union. That's right. And then he upped it to 10,000. 10,000 yeah, or something. Yeah, that's right. Oh, well, he goes like 300,000 and the lady's like, because the lady's reading the letter that is really funny when she reads it out loud, what he says. <laughs> and she thinks it's absolute bullshit because he's at like some Western right. Union type of place. Right. And he's like, Okay, maybe I should do five hundred thousand, and she's like, "Why don't you just say a million? I'll ask for a million, which <laughs> causes a problem because, all, you know, when father gets that, he ends up coming to America. But we won't talk about that yet because no, there's there's still a little bit left that we have to get through. Exactly. Uh, there's uh, then there's the museum part with Lisa and Akeem. They're having a good time. Yes, and. This is what makes me laugh, though. Like he, they're actually where the Zoom. Um, so, what's, where's he from again? He's from Zamunda. Zamunda. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Zamunda. Zamunda. <laughs> and uh, so they're actually near that little exhibit in the art gallery. <laughs> and then there's a picture of him, and he pushes pushes Lisa against the wall <laughs> to make out with her. Right. I think we should go. <laughs> did you did you look at the picture though? How they had him look in a picture. It's yeah. him with the full mustache, but they made him shorter because it's him when he was younger. I just found that picture absolutely hilarious because when you look at the picture and you see that it's it's him at a younger age, but with the full mustache, I thought that was funny that the that they I put that in there, you know, to to show the progression and how long he's been king and prince. So I I just found that picture hilarious. I thought it was funny. I did too. I, I found that hilarious. And then also, too, it shows you how miserable he was. Even uh, James Earl Jones didn't even look that happy in the picture. Yeah, either. exactly. They all look miserable. And, uh, you know, and then she, he goes, I think we need to go. So they go on ahead. They go back over to McDowell's <laughs> house and everything. But yeah. before they do that, that's when we actually see James, James Earl Jones, K King Joffrey, coming yes. into coming America and right. coming into New York. And then he gets the rose bearers <laughs> and <Yeah>. everything <laughs> into the barber shop. Yes. And he goes, "Do you know my son, Akeem?" And he goes, "Who? I don't know anybody named that. Name that." <laughs> and then, the, and then of course, the white, the white old man. He goes, "You know, right. Kubakente, the one that lives yes. upstairs." <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know him. So. And that's when the dude like touches his, because uh, he has that lion, you know. Yeah. Shaw thing on and when you mentioned earlier when he's like yeah. is that velvet <laughs> he yeah. just kind of king just kind of looks at him and i just i i love all the barbershop scenes mm -hmm. dude i couldn't wait I, you know i heard that they were gonna have like their own little movie way back when that they were gonna try to do like a spin-off with the four right. of them and i thought that would be so fun if they could have done that me too like don't get me wrong i love the ice cube movie barbershop but yeah, yeah. you know I feel like this was the barbershop before the other barbershop. You know exactly, what I mean? Exactly. Because they had their own little film going on there. Right. I mean, if you think about it, it was like their own little thing going on. That The jokes that they, the way that they would bust each other's balls and the way that they right. shot it, where you literally don't see them, you don't see them cut it up. It looks like yeah. it was just individual people playing that part. But yeah, th right. they're just great. They're just great. But anyway, so... He ends up telling them that they work at um, McDowell's. McDowell's. Yep. McDowell's. And don't doesn't he go to the to the restaurant, King yeah, Joffrey? He does. Okay. He does. 
And another thing that I find is funny is uh, Huey, uh, well, Louie knocks on his door. McDowell is holding a McDonald's uh, operation thing to figure out how McDonald's runs their operations. Right. And someone's here to see you. And he goes, it's not McDonald's, is it? <laughs> so That's right. Because they were taking pictures in the beginning. There was this guy uh, taking pictures of the restaurant because they were in conflict with McDonald's. So, right. yeah. So that's why he thought it was, you know, McDonald's. Right. And also because I was thinking, too, they took his day-to-day operations on how they operated it. So I yes. was thinking that's also yes. too. Very true. And he goes, he looks at King Joffrey. He look and he goes, how can I help you, gentlemen? He goes, I'm here to look for my son, Akeem. I also like how pissed off he was when he found out that his son works. Like, that was like the worst yes, thing. Yes, that's right. Right. And then he, Simi also gets in trouble. And his, oh, his discipline, right. and I like how he gets punished because your punishment will be uh, bathing with one of the other servants. Just okay, yep. and then just it's Jeffrey, yes, yes, Your Majesty, and makes him go stay at the the Astoria Hotel, which is like mm-hmm. this really nice, elegant hotel in New York, and you know, um, yeah. So he. He basically sends him to asylum there and that was his punishment, you know, so which right. Simi was very happy about. And also um, when um, Cleo, Lisa's dad, when King Joffrey gives him, you know, the money, he has the dude give him money for his troubles. And remember, he looks at the money and sees Hakim's face on the money and was like, right. oh my gosh, my daughter's what a prince. And he is happy as hell. So then we move yep. to the house scene. Yeah, we move into the house scene where Akeem and also Lisa are back. Because remember, the other thing too was they were going to go back to his apartment. He, he yes. sees the rose petals. He goes, we cannot go here. We have to go. That's right. <laughs> so, That's right. That's right. So he, he goes back over to McDowell's. And that's, of course, when Lisa uh, and him, where McDowell's basically stalling them to stay. Yes. And then finally, yes. Akeem leaves. And then, of course, you know, he winds up ratting out Akeem and her are actually there. Yes. And at that point, that's when uh, James Earl Jones Joffrey comes back at the same time that he's over there. Akeem's already at the hotel yes. and he sees Simi over there getting bathed. <laughs> But the first <laughs> punishment. Right. The punishment, yes. <laughs> so he goes back over. Uh, then, of course, I love the rose petal thing. Whenever they, they enter in McDowell's house. And oh, then and they throw, yeah. Right. And then, of course, you know, I like it whenever he puts the queen into the lazy boy, lifts her feet up. That was, so that was just comical. That was absolutely. And you, and you know, if you look at the scene when when uh, Cleo's talking to the dad, you see the mom, Eddie Murphy's mom, the queen, trying to get out of that damn lazy boy and don't know oh, how yeah. to work it. And she's struggling in the background getting out of the lazy boy. But um, so, you know, Lisa's still there and King Joffrey wants to have a, a word with Lisa. He goes in Lisa's room, you know, Cleo, the dad's like the king wants to talk to you. And he goes in there and he pretty much tells her that, listen, you know, my son's not in love with you. He's only over here in America to sow his royal, royal oats. 
And Lisa is absolutely offended, as she should be, because by that point, she's already fallen in love with Hakeem. He's different than any guy she's ever dated. And, you know, she leaves out. She's upset. You know, the queen is like, what's wrong with you, dear? And, you know, she's like, I got to get out of here. And the queen's upset because at this point, she feels that, you know, she knows Hakeem obviously likes this woman. And that dad went in there and basically messed it up for for uh, Hakim. So Lisa storms out and she leaves. And then you have Hakim end up coming to McDowell's house. And that's when he is uh, telling his dad that, you know, I love her. Right. And then, you know, that's whenever he goes and runs after Lisa. At that point, Daryl is enters the the house as well and that's when i like how he stares into the camera as like and breaking the third wall kind of thing yes yes like he's like this isn't so bad like looking at the audience like you know what i get to get with the sister now exactly (laughs) because he goes over and his sister's like what's wrong and he's all sad and whatnot and she's trying to Get his, you know, take his clothes right. off, and then he stops, looks at the camera, which I, I love that part when he looks at the camera, and basically, like you said, you know, I, this isn't bad, you know, the sister's a freak anyway, so he's good, and, right. and but yeah, so yeah, then they they go after, or they're driving because uh, they're they're taking Hakeem home, you know, they're they're telling him right. you can't do this. And as they're driving, they see he sees Lisa heading into the subway and stops yep. and gets out of the car and goes after her in the subway. And then you have the scene where they're on the, the train. Right. And then he, I like how he's going through the carts trying to get her attention. Yes. And then he, yeah. she also throws the earrings at him. He goes, so I'm guessing you're the one who bought me these and right. throws the earrings they bought her. And right. he goes, why, she goes, why did you say that why, why didn't you tell me that you were rich is but would you love me anyways if i was rich would it have mattered if i was rich or not exactly and she stops she hesitates for a minute though yeah just trying to get her mind together her thoughts together and at one point it seems like that she was going to say no it doesn't matter yeah and then, I thought she so fights too, that right? urge. then she fights and, that and urge the people off. in the train are kind of prompting you know the older lady looks at her and and kind of, you know, saying, you know, like, go for it, go with them. And I thought they were going to get together, but as you were saying. Hey, I thought so too, to be honest with you. I thought that, and then also too, the woman looks at him and goes, I'll marry you. The old woman. That's right. <laughs> and, and he, he gives, gives her, her the earrings. expensive earrings that were like $500,000, gives them to her. And the lady's so cute. She looks at him, looks at the ring, her eyes gets big. And she's super happy. And so you think that at that point, you figure it's over. It's not going to happen. Lisa's like, she can't do it. She leaves the train. And you're thinking it's over with. And then tell us, John. Right. Okay. So after that point and everything, they wind up together, of course. Yeah. They go down to Zumunda. They do get married. They have this big old huge thing. I like it whenever he goes, okay, you now can kiss the bride. And he just keeps on kissing her. He goes, okay, your majesty, you can stop now. But I also like the other part. There's actually another thing, though, too, I liked. He goes, you mean to tell me you would give all this up? He goes, would you? And he goes, nah. She was, nah. 
I love honestly that's when I start crying. I'm like tearing up at that part at that part. Um this was just a really good movie. Um everyone who played a part in a movie, whether it was a small part or a walk-on part, everyone did their job in this movie. It was just great and um it, it sets everyone up for, you know, coming to America too, where everyone right. will what be able to see that tonight and tomorrow on Prime. Right. Prime yeah, video. That's something that, yeah, Variety reported it maybe about 30 minutes ago or 40 minutes ago. Okay. On it. It's already and on, on like, Amazon Prime? Yep. It's already a day oh. early. Oh, so, awesome. So, as a matter of fact, it was supposed to arrive tomorrow, so it's actually yeah. a day early. So I cannot wait to watch that. I'm going to be watching yes. that probably after this. But, right. you know, <laughs> Coming to America is hands down one of my favorite Eddie Murphy movies. Yes. Um, I can watch this movie over and over again and pick up something new every single time. Absolutely. Which is unusual for a comedy. Because yes. usually comedies are, like, pretty straightforward. On oh, what yeah. They are and everything. But you can, with this, there's just so much in it that you can pick up on that you yes. didn't catch before. Yep. Like... For instance, I didn't pick up on the background when she's trying to get out of the lazy boy, where the queen is trying to get out of the la lazy oh, boy. Oh, yeah, and she's struggling, yeah. Right. <laughs> and the background also, and everything. Just... There is a scene, okay, a, a scene that I just found that's really funny. Do you remember the Grand Theft Auto game in Vice City when they go into the club yeah. and you see the people doing the dance and they do this basic dance that they do? Well, yeah. when they have the club scene... And, and they're walking into the club. If you look at the dance floor, there's this couple on the dance floor. And there's this, this white dude in these MC Hammer pants. And I'm telling you, it's like he's doing the dance that they had him do in the video game, the Vice City video game, that same type of dance. Absolutely hilarious. So if you go back to the scene, look at it, you will find his dancing so funny because it looks like Vice City. How okay, the I'm going to look at that. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna have to look yeah, like that out. I had never noticed that until today. And I'm when I see it, I rewind it because I'm like, oh my god, that's freaking hilarious. Because it, it, it's just really funny. I'm a video okay. game person, so you know everything to video game. Yeah. Same here as well. I'm a gamer as well. Yeah. And I haven't yeah. played Vice City in God knows how long. I wish they oh, would actually god. remaster that one. To be honest with you, that was yeah, my it, favorite one. Was it your favorite? It's it was the hardest one for me. It was the hardest, but you I knew how to actually work it without the cheat codes to where I can get okay. money off of everything I needed without cheating. Okay. See, I played <laughs> I it through the first time, struggle, and then the second time, I cheated the hell out of it because I wanted to get through the game hard. But it, it took forever. It took a long time for me to finish that game. That game it was is just long. Hard. Yeah, it yeah. is. But it, it is a great game. Anyways, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the the I'm sorry. Yeah. It's okay. It's Anyways, okay. This um, was a great movie. Great movie. It definitely is. Um, this movie, like I said, is a classic. Go on and check out Coming to America Part One. It's actually on Amazon Prime as well. Do a double feature if you guys want to, just to see how it's stacked up with one another. I'm glad I watched this before Part Two, right. so that way I don't have to wonder about certain cameos, yeah. certain jokes, and stuff like that. I can watch it, and maybe it might actually enhance my experience. Exactly with, with it. So, you know, I think that might actually help. So, where can everybody reach you at? You can find me on Instagram at McCree123Hotmail.com. 
You can find me on Twitter at Rossi Lynn Bark One, and you can find me on Facebook at Rossi Lynn. All right. And yes. guys, if you guys want to, you guys don't have to, but if you guys do, you guys can go on ahead, donate to the page. How do you do that? You just go on ahead, click the link below at www.gofundme.com forward slash movie lovers podcast. And you guys can go on ahead, donate a couple of dollars towards the page. If you guys want to, this is to keep the lights on at movie lovers unite. And also to maybe get some better sound equipment, get some better technology and stuff like that. So, you know, it's just to advance the page and keep us running. Another thing too, is you guys want to go for all your entertainment needs and purposes by going to www.movieloversunite.com for all your movie news, TV news, movie reviews and stuff like that. Also too, if you guys want to, you can follow me on Facebook at movie lovers, TV lovers unite over there and also movie lovers tv lovers unite over on instagram you can also follow me on uh pinterest as well at movie lovers tv lovers Unite over there then of course movie lovers unit on on twitter as well as on the stereo app at movie lovers unit over there again guys can also follow me at john diorio 8 on twitter so i actually have a couple announcements before this is actually over with tomorrow night it's going to be our WandaVision season finale. I know that this was, uh, we were in the wrong studio. That's a glitch on my part. But tomorrow night, 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific Time, we're going to have our season finale of WandaVision. And it's going to be me, Tamara, and her husband, John Henry. We're all going to be reviewing the final season of WandaVision. I do appreciate everybody that stuck with me through the whole season of WandaVision. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. Another thing, too, is we're actually going to be doing Bucky and the Winter Soldier TV series when it drops in the middle of next month. Well, this month, actually. So we're going to be doing that soon. And then also, too, on March 7th at 8 o'clock p.m., I'm doing a one-on-one interview with Crichton Hobbs for his documentary film of... Let's see. It's I had a glitch. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> it's going to be How Many Chances for Crichton Hobbs. That's actually his documentary that he's going to be doing. And then, of course, on March 10th at 8 o'clock p.m., 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific time, I'm going to be having Rampage Misfit on with me, and we're going to be reviewing Monster Hunter. And then then after that, I'm going to have Mr. Jay Wade. He's actually part of the movie Trivia Showdown community, and I'm also part of that community as well. We're going to be talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly of the of different movie franchises so that's everything that we're doing i hope that you guys enjoy this segment and everything please join us tomorrow night for wandavision i think it's gonna be a lot of fun a lot of good speculation and things like that so go on ahead come on in enjoy comment in the comment section it's gonna be a blast and always until next time guys it's been real it's been fun can't wait to do this again and bye-bye bye Bye, guys Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DiGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audio books, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audio books, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audiobook and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. 
And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to Daily News Digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing, too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have... They also have finish. If you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person. How to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately, and everything else. So, if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always, until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless.